Hey everybody, welcome to the All Over Overland podcast. My name is Michael, and I've got Dominic Wilkerson. Wilkerson, right? I'm saying Wilkerson, that right, yes. correct? Yes. Wilkerson. Okay. And uh, I noticed you on Facebook because you would have some interesting posts about uh, Rivian, and your mm -hmm. photography is on damn point. And we're going to get into that in a second. But I wanted to let's back up a little bit in your history. How long We're have you been up. into into the off road kind of scene? So it, mm, I guess we kind of like say we let's blame the military. Okay. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. No, I was in the military 05 to 2013 before I broke my leg too many times, literally twice. They're like, you can't stay in. But I got my first taste of overlanding per se in Iraq um, with the Humvees because we patrolled outside the wire, which is definitely weird for air force and i was a 50 cal gunner so it was even stranger you know like oh, why is yeah. air force doing this uh, but um just being able to see what like heavy heavy you know off-road vehicles can do in the sand and whatnot my second deployment i don't even call this a deployment but um it was in kuwait but we had mitsubishi pajeros and which is monteros Ooh, and yeah. um nissan pickup trucks that we mm. patrolled outside the base again because i knew arabic and so they wanted me outside there. And so I was like, all right, cool. I'll go talk to the locals. Um, and that got me really into it. So once I came home, I bought myself um, a Nissan Pathfinder because I got yeah. in trouble with the law. Um, that's that's a whole nother story. Um, I had to get rid of my 370Z. Like so, so I moved back oh, here after the military. Like a fast, yeah. like a fast. You drive it Like fast. the front Crazy. page of the Washington Post kind of thing. Um, yeah. Oh shit. It's it's a whole story and it was horrible. Okay. Anyways, um I was a military or cop, Google's so I should have known better. Yeah. Um so I get back here to Washington State and I have my Nissan Pathfinder and a group of Jeeps were all like, Hey, you wanna come with us um out into Natchez Trail over here in Washington State? I was like, Sure, can I do it with my stock um Pathfinder? And they're like, Yeah, sure. Well, fast forward to hindsight, whatever you want to call it now. Don't ever just tell Jeep people, can I go? Because no matter what you have, they will make sure that you somehow get up there and tow you up. And luckily, so yeah. the one thing is, is that I didn't get stuck except for one time backing into a snow pile because a Jeep couldn't make it up a hill. Backing into the snow pile is how yeah, you yeah. And got stuck. I got, yeah. Okay. And so that's the only way I got stuck, but stock Pathfinder. So that's how I really got into it. Gotcha. And ever since yeah. then, kind of like, just been exploring ever since trying to find the right vehicle for me so and that that is interesting that you brought that up because you've had obviously um a background with uh gasoline uh vehicles mm -hmm. and camping and off-roading um what was it that br brought you to uh, evs and if rivian wasn't there would you be in an ev right now yes and no um, so what brought me to EV is I understand the technology that's behind it. I understand the infrastructure that's being built due to Tesla. Like Tesla is really big into building yeah. the nation's infrastructure right now. And no matter what you think about Elon, what they've produced has become something quite interesting. Um, and what I could see as mainstream future and maybe the 2030s or whatnot, not exactly right now. Do I recommend you getting an EV right now? No. In the future, yeah. But it's the reason why I went with Rivian 
is because I had a forerunner. I had a super uh, 2017, 2018 um, forerunner TRD Pro. I supercharged it. I lifted it. I did everything. But my grandma got sick, and um, mm-hmm. I had to move her in with me. And she, to take her to doctor's appointments, she couldn't get in there. She tried it once. She was like, I could do this. But once she got sick, she couldn't get in there. And so yeah. I kept having to go through a bunch of different little vehicles. I did an Outback and Explorer and everything else. And I'm like, this is this is trash. But then mm-hmm. my business, my business is I do real estate photography. And so that's how I have a like a big photography background. Once I ended mm-hmm. up starting to do that, um, I was eating through gas so much. I would put on like two to three thousand miles in a month. And so my gas bill would be almost eleven hundred or so. And so it'd be ridiculous in the summertime. So I'm like, I got to try to find something. So I tried, I tried out an EV6. It's a Kia. And I was actually surprised about how nice Kias are. Mm. Um, I couldn't make the range work. It was only 180 miles because the only one they had on the lot was a really cheap, the lower end one. Did a Kia Sportage. Um, and that was a great vehicle. But the paint was a matte paint. And Kia should never do a matte paint ever. Because you look at it and it scratches. And it has the approach really? angle of a potato. Like a school bus probably yeah. has a better approach angle than this Kia Sportage. Um, yeah, it was horrible. And so got another EV6. And then I finally decided, I was like, look, this one actually worked 280 miles for my work itself. I could supercharge if I need to, but I could charge at home. So the biggest, so that's two of the things that I was looking at. The range that I can make use for my work and two the ability to allow my grandma to get in to the vehicle. Yeah. And so now I'm all like, man, I had a Supra last year too. I I go through vehicles like no other. So I had a new Supra and I was like, ah, I love the power here. And so what vehicle could I get right now that combines everything that I want and need um, into one single package? So you got 835 horsepower, 905 pounds of torque. I think it's 905 pounds of torque. All wheel drive. The suspension lowers and raises, so it goes into a nil mode, so my grandma can easily get into. It has a storage mm. capability that I love. In fact, I don't even really use any of my Pelican cases anymore because I can fit it all in my vehicle, in the front and in the uh, gear tunnel and everything. And I was expecting to order it in June, and I was expecting two years for it to go, right? No, yeah. I was at my house in 72 hours. What? Yeah, I made a mistake. I made a huge mistake. Um, what? Financially what speaking. What was the mistake? Oh, financially speaking. Okay, yeah. So financially gotcha. speaking. So I put in the order in June. So then I bought a Chevy Silverado. Oh, surprise, it's ready. Yeah. So I bought it in June. I bought a Silverado in June so I could go do some off-roading and kind of stuff. And then I had that EV6 that I kind of bought a week apart. One was going to be dedicated for the business and one was dedicated to my um, personal stuff. Um, uh-huh. And then it was, I put in the order into June and it was all like, yeah, hey, fill out this paperwork. This is your financing and everything. Um, We have the vehicle ready for you in two to eight weeks. I'm like, oh, uh, that sucks. You know, I have to sell these cars now because um, I just bought and I know I'm going to take a hit on them. Um, because I just yeah. bought them because the used cars market is not good anymore um, uh-huh. for trade-ins. And so they messaged me the next day. They attached me a guide. That's one cool thing about Rivian. They give you a person you could text at any time and ask them oh, any questions cool. about your car. And then they could get you scheduled. Um, so 
it was it was there i got all the paperwork done on wednesday no thursday morning thursday evening at four o'clock the sales not sales guy just a rivian employee was like hey you want to come tomorrow to pick it up i was all like okay this is okay what whatever you say let's do this and so luckily i had the charger already installed because of my ev6 and the charger oh, uses yeah. the same exact yeah, yeah. charger at my house so it was it was easy they gave me a really good price on my ev6 on the trade-in even though i lost a little bit of money on that silverado sat around my house for a while and then it it, it i lost i lost big time on that one but did you yeah that yeah. sucks because it, I bought it as a 22 in 2023, but it was brand new, and they gave me $7,500 off. I'm like, ah, oh, this is this is a good truck. This is nice. And so then for trade-in, they wanted to give me like 44. I'm like, I hate you guys so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's the car market for sure. At times. Yeah, I hate, um, I hate now, now, how long does it take? How long does it take to charge? So- uh, it depends. If you charge it at home. Um, I can uh-huh. plug it in at night, and it takes about seven, eight hours, depending on how much okay, battery so you use. Overnight, so it like charges. Yeah, and so I will. Um, I charged it. Like if I drop it down to like maybe twenty percent, it will take overnight, which is fine because I'll get home at about eight or nine, plug it in. About time the money. Uh, I leave in the morning, at like eight or nine, completely charged up. But now if I want to go to a supercharger, um, a level three charger, I go there. And I could get to 80% in like 10 to 20 minutes, depending on my battery. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. But to get to 100%, it's going to take me like an hour because they slow down after 80%. And then they slow down even more after 90%. I guess there's probably a reason for that. Yeah, because it can't handle all the juice all at once, apparently. I feel like they could change that. They could really change that. Yeah, you would think they could figure something out. Yeah. I mean, it's today. So like, but you if think you'd be 80% gives out. me 240 miles, you know, that's not too bad. Now let, that, that brings me into, I had a couple of questions that I had written down. Yep. So how long is a weekend trip for you? Like an overlanding trip? Like you go out with the Rivian guys, like all the time, it, it, you I know, do. I see your social media and, and if you're not following it, following it. Cause the photography is on point. Um, but you go out with those guys quite a bit. So can you do a whole weekend trip with one charge or do you need to get a charge while you're out? Depending on the location, honestly. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, so say like if I go into the Central Cascades, back over to Stampede's Pass, and if I want to go leave my house in Gig Harbor, go to Stampede's Pass, go explore the trails that are out there and camp a couple nights and then make mm-hmm. it home, I could do that. Oh, really? So you can last a couple nights. Yeah, because I'm not using so, the and, truck. And how I mean, far like, is that from the house? I think it's 88 miles from my house to Stampede's Pass. And then while I'm okay. in Stampede's doing whatever I'm doing in there, uh, it's very mild in comparison to what most people consider like going overlanding or somehow rock crawling has become part of over. It's that's a whole. Uh, yeah, I don't get that's a whole, whole topic like. What do you mean you didn't scale a mountain? Um, You're just car camping now. I want to get cool. Um, But no, so I was able, I did stop whenever I went to Stampede's and charge from 80 to 90% because I wasn't too sure. But then by the time Mm -hmm. I got home, I still had 25% left. So even if I didn't do that 10% charging, I would have still had 15%. 
And, you know, gotcha. if I go somewhere if and I chill and hang out, no, I, it was 35% down to 20% if I didn't charge. So I would have had, you know, about 100 miles or so left by the time I got home. And so mm. I could make it work. Like most of the time, like yeah. if you think about it, if you're going out and about, you're not really driving the entire time. If you're going to go out and you're going to be camping somewhere, yeah, no. you're going to be leaving your vehicle there. And we have a thing called camp mode to where it turns off all the power. And so, like, okay. even if you leave the door open or whatnot, it doesn't take any juice. It's like you turn it oh, off your car. Oh, see, I had a kid once that left a door open, and I woke up the next morning, the truck wouldn't start. So it happens that happened with gasoline. me with my Forerunner. with gasoline vehicles, probably more so than electric. I got I to let my dog out. She's being very needy right now. Okay. All right. We'll, we'll pause. I am happy I had pants on. Because yeah, that would have been. I, I almost did not. Whenever we start, huh? I was like, ah, I'd probably put some shorts on. I'll go ahead and put some <laughs> shorts on. I was like you. I almost didn't have pants on. Um, well, now you're going to make me edit the middle. So we are, uh, we're back. So the animals got outside because after the dog, it was the cat. And they're all yeah. outside the door anyway. So they, um, they were needy. what I was going to ask next is what are the best areas, do you think, right now in the United States for uh ev overlanding you know do you feel like there's a certain area that has maybe more charging available and what is that looking like for the future if you know i'm gonna I'm have to say south southern california la mm -hmm. san diego area out there in those mountains um there's uh, another overlander his name it's charged overland and he takes it out all the time and he does you know some crazy stuff i think he um he releases a lot of videos, kind of like easing people into it, showing people what the capability gotcha. of the vehicle is. And he goes over the charging infrastructure and everything outside of the parks and stuff like that. So that's really awesome. Up here in Washington is probably another nice place. It's getting better. Like, um, because next year we're going to be able to use Tesla's supercharger network um, mm -hmm. for our Rivians. And we'll have an adapter and everything that allows us to do it. But like right now, I can only do the BDR three instead of one through six because my um like in between the two sections, I, for... there's no charging stations. There is one between three. I think I should be able to do four to five because I think they're doing in Winlock, um, Winthrop, Washington, small little little valley town, beautiful little place. But they're putting a, a RAN there, which is Rivian Action Network, which is going to huh. be nice. And so it things are building up, which is yeah. you know promising, which is real nice. Uh, we are now able to do the entire Olympic Peninsula because um, even though you can't really do too much overlanding there uh, because it's mostly all national parks and then it's um, it's just a peninsula. But mm -hmm. you can still go do some things there. But as for Colorado, I'm not sure. But there is a lot of people out there with a Rivian in Colorado. Now, I've heard some complaints down in, like, Georgia and everything like that. There's not much charging network out there. But I don't know their overland yeah. community down there. Um, Shenandoah's over there in, you know, mid-Atlantic. I'm sure they have I know something that decent. Up here in the Kenai Peninsula in Alaska, I am live mm -hmm. in Soldatna, and there are at least one, maybe two Rivians. Um, mm -hmm. I want to say that I've seen a pickup truck, and I know that I've seen an SUV, 
and the mm -hmm. SUV I've seen more than once. So I know that it's probably around here. The truck, I'm not sure because I don't remember if I've seen it again. So it could have been. Yeah, but are they through, able but... to go out far? Well, I don't know them. I've just seen the yeah. vehicles, so I haven't had a chance to run them down. I don't want to seem like mm -hmm. a weirdo, like, you know, chasing them and saying, hey, you got need... hey, how's that electric vehicle running for you out here? Oil I tell you, though, yes, I feel like I'm an ambassador for uh, the damn Rivian because it's just all well, like, people just pull me really, over and the, like they tell me the, the photographs, the photographs in the video that you're putting out there. You, you really kind of are because I've always thought the Rivian was a cool looking vehicle. And as far as mm -hmm. a newer vehicle, I think it has uh, a, the really kind of futuristic feel with still being a pickup truck. You know, the yeah. Tesla truck just looks weird. You know, a few other things out there just kind of look weird. The Maverick doesn't work because it's too small and it's a car. And, you know, same with a lot of the other midsize vehicles like that. But the Rivian, both the truck and the SUV, just they feel like a, a truck. Like they look like a truck, but they yep. feel like, you know, a modern, a, a really modern thing. Um, do you just get stopped all the time? If yeah. during the summertime, if I have my windows down and I'm doing a U-turn or something, someone's waving me into a parking lot to talk about it. Yeah. Especially down yeah, here in Gig Harbor. There's a lot of money down here. So a lot of people are like, I've been looking at this. Can you please tell me about it? I'm like, dude, how many minutes do you have? Because I got a spill. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And so then I, awesome. I trip them out with the uh, kitchen, too. They're like, you have a kitchen? I it's saw like, that I install the other day that you did mm -hmm. um i saw the video and yeah i mean it's disappointing that they're not making the one that they said from they snow peak yeah yeah that was um, gonna be i do nice know one. there's there's a couple companies that are looking at doing it um and and i know of one but i don't know if i can say anything on air yet uh i know of a few too not yet cool a lot of people um, are hush, -hush but with about that, this stuff. They're like, don't talk about this. I'm like, okay. I know. It's so weird. It's so weird. Well, um, well they want to be the first. They want to be the first, and they don't want it to seem like everybody's copying off of each other, which they're probably going to copy off of each other, but we'll see. I do understand. Um, now, I, I did see an article about a Rivian with 38s. Is that true, and is that possible? Dude, it's true, and I want to burn it to the ground. It's called, like, the apocalypse. Like, cool. 38s yeah. are fine. The body kit atrocious it reminds me of little bow wow's vehicle on tokyo um tokyo drift um i know <laughs> that was a small little box but like the body kit and the paint just reminds me of a hulk and not oh, in a good God. way like uh, i see it I, I might get some hate from that person but it's florida they do things down there different florida man yeah i saw one of their, their car scene yeah. yeah i saw one of their six by jeeps um whenever i was living in oklahoma in fact the last camping trip that we went on um there was one out at the lake and i stopped the mm. guy and he was like he overalls big huge old dude and he was like well it's just my zombie vehicle and i was like well then you have yep. more money than you know what to do with if yeah, he was it? bitching because it wasn't really big enough in the back end for all of his luggage it's a I jeep like, okay i get a I trailer follow i follow you <laughs> yeah uh, yeah 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 um so it's no, I get it now. I'm I'm following now too. Okay, hi, I'm back. You, you're um, back. Okay, I'm back. Yeah, no. So that 38, it, it it's the problem with EV vehicles. The problem with 
any kind of modification that we do with the Rivian. So like my camper that I have on the back right now is done with the Rivian bars. Um, it's not affecting my range as much. But once you bring the uh, the tent above the roof line and Change have like um, mm-hmm. one of our guys, David, he's like, uh, I don't know if he's like the president of the Emerald City City Rivian Club, but he's the one that mainly heads up a lot of the events. He's like, I lost about 25% of my range. And so he goes from 315-ish on conserve mode down to like 200. And so like, well, and I would imagine that larger tires are the same way. They're heavier. There's a mm-hmm. bigger circumference to tap to turn. So even though the gear may try and, you know, like spin at the same, it's having to take a lot more energy to move that big of a tire, the same just turn. That makes I sense. I forgot the term. Yeah. I forgot the term for that. Cause, uh, before I got into the forerunner, I was in into cross trucks. Um, oh, yeah. and that had no power. So whenever I put two seventy fives on it, which was like, 29s 30s i don't i don't even know uh-huh. but like it would not allow i dropped from 35 miles to the gallon down to like 21 miles to the gallon but that little thing just yeah. bebopped everywhere and so that would that was fun and what but, size tires do the rivions um like what's recommended what do they come with so they're worth on 34s right now oh god and damn so, okay yeah and so it gives I didn't me realize um, they were so big yeah with the 34s i'm able to do and the suspension all the way up high, I have 15 inches of clearance. That's insane. And it's, it's completely flat on the bottom, too, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. I have it came factory armored on the bottom. Like you have to add the armor on, but like you could bounce around anything down there. So now, have you have you slid that sucker down something yet? Yes. Oh, nice. Like I've nice. destroyed the wheel. The wheels are soft, like the stock wheels like you could just look at a rock and they scratch i'm like this is stupid so uh-huh. one nice thing is is that my favorite one of my favorite companies i'm not sponsored by them anymore. oh we need to change um, that but um yeah we had we had a media deal with them back in the day but black rhino is coming out with a um new will for the rivian specifically and so oh, yeah. that it can handle like the heavier weight of our vehicle and the um, torque and horsepower and everything, because mm-hmm. usually you don't have 800 horsepower off road. Yeah. Um, and that heavy of a vehicle, you know, maybe your diesel trucks, but that's besides the point. Uh, but their wheels are going to be lighter than the stock wheels, which is going to be nice. Mm. And then Falcon is. And you get my mat, kind of... my man at uh, Patrick at uh, Method uh, Method Race Wheels to start working on something and get that yeah, it's, lock it, technology on it it's like a uh what do you call that like a ford versus chevy kind of thing black rhino versus yeah. method yeah, i'm sure I, yeah. i've been i've been team black rhino for the longest time and there's a bunch and, of and 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 all i just know i met patrick at one of the yeah. events so i don't i don't run the wheels on i've got stock wheels on my truck so i uh, want steelies like but you can't put steelies on here oh really you can't just because so, the weight the size so you need 20s like apparently there's no 20 inch steelies because our brake calibers are huge like huge like like that i got a big head they call me tacoma dome okay like big dome Dome. yeah high school was fun okay high school was fun (laughs) um but yeah no so they're they're pretty huge so they need to um clear it and so one of the guys were at overland expo and they were talking to some of them asking about 
can you make some steel? He's this big. And they're like, no, we can't without it like being, I don't know the specifics, but they're just saying no. Okay. Well, yeah. Which is weird. Yeah. Yeah. They, they either say no, cause they don't want to. Mm-hmm. Probably. Or they're like, we hate steelies. We hate steelies. We're not making those. <laughs> Although I think steelies are the way to go. I'm a big fan. I'm excited them. for the aftermarket scene with Rivian's coming up because I know of uh, another big company that I don't know. He didn't tell me not to say this, but I know ARB sent it a Rivian. They picked up a Rivian and sent it to Australia to get test fitted and everything. I, right I jumped on. in their DM. I'm like, Hey, what's up with those parts? And they're like, I haven't replied. I'm like, great. Has, has anybody made like a, uh, like an alley cap kind of camper? Uh, you know, there's some do it yourself, whoever do it yourself, guys. Okay, yes, yeah. Um, there are some people who are. I talked with uh, who was it not for a camper top, but for like decked, you know, the deck drawer yeah. system. Yeah, I asked them if they're going to, and they were like, We hope so. I'm like, What does that mean? What does well, I, I need market, more storage? Yeah, they stick around, so, yeah. There's yeah. a lot of do-it-yourself guys, but it's it's a big worrisome because once that goes above the above the, the roof, line. roof line, yeah, we might have some issues. But I feel like if you somehow get like it above the cab and then have like a dam there, I think we might be okay. Maybe gotcha. I don't know. And I mean, since Rivion's come out, haven't they increased the battery capacity at one point? Or they have. Well, tell me a little bit about that. So originally it was like 300 miles or something. So originally, whenever they came out, um, or Rivian not had. Miles, but 150 or something. Sorry. So they have a smaller pack, but that wasn't the launch edition. The launch edition came out with a large pack, which is like the medium. Like, it's funny because it's the one that's in the middle. Uh, but it's called the large. So you got your yeah. regular pack. I think that's what it was called. Then your large um, um, pack. Now you got the max pack. And the max pack without all-terrain tires can get you up to, I think they got the SUV up to, or the truck up to 410 miles on a max oh, pack. But okay. it's now with a dual motor instead of the quad motor. You can't get the max pack with the quad motor. You can only get it with the dual motor. But the dual, dual motor is more efficient than the quad motor, even though the quad well, motor I mean, gives you the 835 horsepower and the yellow yeah. accents and everything. But if you need more range, you're going to be doing that with the 21s, but the 21s aren't with all terrains. So why can't you get the max pack with the quad? I mean, you would think that you'd be able to get that with the quad. Maybe Is it is it also maybe space and... and... I. They've had some the batteries. They've been talking about it. I think they've only expanded. They didn't really expand like the number of cells. This this tech is kind of still new to me with that part, like how they did the battery. But I think they just expanded it a little bit. But I think the the chemistry inside of it is different. That allows it to go bigger. Hmm. I also think that they're probably. I mean, in a sales kind of PR idea, they're probably like, oh no, but this vehicle like it's the 410 miles and they don't want to say, well, you can get the options more off road and it's yeah. only so much more than, than the one without the max battery. Um, and they, they probably just found that sweet spot with the max pack and 
the uh, the dual motor um, versus the quad motor that that gives them the kind of mileage that they want to promote out there for soccer moms or for anybody else that doesn't necessarily want the 810 horsepower and all the, all the things. So yeah. I, I get it, but it sucks. And it's probably, there's probably just some kind of sweet spot that they're, they're at. And then they'll probably introduce something else for the, for the quad motors. That's like, I'm excited for the R2 coming up like oh yeah that's going to be more mainstream what what are going to be the differences so it's going to be a smaller suv from what i'm hearing and it's going to be cheaper so it's kind of like how the model 3 was for the tesla so it's going to be more available for a lot of people because i'll tell you the truth seventy-two thousand, whenever it first came out at its original price was kind of high for a lot of people even though you're looking at some you know lariats or um king ranch f-150s you're going almost into the hundred thousands, um, yeah. hundred thousand. But like now, mine, I got mine with the silver color, which is the only color that did not have a price increase. With the all terrains, with um, the armor and everything, the adventure pack, um, and the dark interior. It wasn't a special interior either. I got like the basic of basic, which is kind of more unique than getting all the other cool colors, which is. Yeah, interesting because no one wanted the basic of basic. Uh, it was ninety one thousand, and so I think what they're aiming at with R two is going to be anywhere from like fifty to sixty thousand, from what I'm hearing. But you're we're not probably going to see that until like twenty twenty six, twenty twenty five, twenty twenty six, because I think they're building the facility in Georgia right now. That's another thing too. A lot of people don't realize this is an actual American brand, and so yeah, like, that is pretty cool. I don't want this uh, import stuff over here. I'm all like, it's it's not. Like yeah, it's, it's, it's built cool. in America. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, I know that Toyota's making a push for like hybrid motors right now. So the gasoline mm-hmm. electric combo, which you know, I, I think is is a good option probably right now. But I like how mm-hmm. Rivian's really hit, hit you know, going feet first in the whole true electric vehicle. So they're going to probably be just much more further along than everybody else. Them and Tesla, of course, um, yeah. than everybody else when it comes to a full-time um, electric vehicle because they're putting all their marbles into into that basket. Well, they got Fisker coming up too. So oh, yeah? Fisker Ocean has, is about a forty-five dollars to $50,000 SUV, smaller yeah. SUV. You lose the frunk because that's where all the engine is. It's not like a built um like my motors are in behind the wheels yeah so i have a huge frunk and so that's the same way the f-150 is but the problem with that is frunk oh i love frunk it's great it's my front trunk it's it's like a we're frunken (laughs) yeah we're frunken but um what do you call that they they don't have a frunk like you have to like take apart the front end of your vehicle in order to get into it but they have solar panels on the roof which is nice I put in mm-hmm. um, to get into. They have a truck called the Alaska, which is funny because I doubt that that truck will do well in Alaska, just because of how cold it gets. Not in the winter. Um, yeah, um, oh, it's just funny how the namesake is. Uh, but they're aiming for about forty-five to fifty thousand dollars. And the one cool thing about it is that the truck bed is going to be a four and a half foot bed too. I think it is, but the back window slash back wall of the truck folds down. Remember, like, oh, like the, a complete um, pass through, avalanche yeah, like, and whatnot. 
Avalanche or the, uh, the, the Born on Expedition. The, the Envoy. Um, GMC Envoy? No. Envoy. Um, well, there was one. I had one where the, the whole back end would open to the, I mean, it was, it was an SUV, but it would end yeah. up being like a truck. The whole back, there was glass that would go up. Like it had instead of taking away the divide, it had a divide put in it. It so put I'm a divide. But, okay, I get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So they're going to be doing something like that. So we're going to see what that's like. Because yeah, I don't that know. would be cool. I got the pre-order in. So is that the idea of maybe putting a camper on it? Like Not if sure. they're going to make a pickup truck that can do that, that would be cool to put a camper on. You would think they it. would. They would have a camper in mind. Because why they else did it with a Hummer? Yeah. No, they said so they want it as kind of like more of a utility truck for like people who yeah. are in the, um, say, construction or whatnot to be able to put in mm-hmm. like a full size board in there instead of I'm like, why didn't you just give them a six foot bed instead of a four and a half foot bed? I don't know. I, I sometimes you never get answers for these questions. So it, it's more of a functional thing temporarily to be able to go get uh, four by eight sheets of plywood mm-hmm. or whatever it may be or six foot boards or. Yeah, a couch, whatever, whatever you need to when you need that extra couple feet. Yeah, correct. Okay. I get it. I can see it. So, what now, else like, do you have coming up? Do you have some trips coming up, or do you have um, Rivian events? Like, is that a thing yet to have a Rivian event? They do. We do have Rivian events. Our, um, they had a. It's called a Rivian space, to where you, it's kind of like a showroom, but there's no salespeople. It's literally just people there to show you the vehicle walk you through the vehicle, tell you about the culture, all the additions you can buy, like t-shirts and everything there and like extra parts. But they had an opening here in Seattle. So we kind of all showed up. Um, this is, oh, cool. That was my first Rivian event, kind of going to that. But then we um, had a camping slash off-roading trip at Tahuya. And that was fun. We turned a lot of heads doing that. Um, people were like, you're bringing that in here? I got that same look whenever we're bringing forerunners through there. They're like, you're bringing a forty to $50,000 truck through here? I'm all like, yeah, I mean, insurance. Like, that's what insurance yeah, yeah. is for. It's all the way you yeah. write the report. Don't look at me, Geico. Um, <laughs> but um, what do you call that? It's, you know, we have little events here and there. I've been attaching myself with a few of the Washington State, like, overland groups, like, there's a rig and adventures, I think it's called, um, for like more beginner oriented p- people, which is really awesome because okay. it's like you can give back to like the community and like some people showed me how to do things. I can go out there and yeah. help build confidence to a lot of people who never really taken their vehicles off road. Uh, what was it? The guys who were following me through Tahuya, they called me, they came up with a nickname of Death Wish Dom because I was the only one that was just going through Tahuya like just be bopping not even doing anything just not not needing a guide or anything they're like we watched you and you were going on that embankment and you were like this and i was like i was fine everything's fine they're like no nah, yeah. dude you had a death wish i'm like it's fine everything's okay and it was pretty mild and what we took them on was a very mild trail uh like the interconnections of like the harder parts into huya and they mm-hmm. they're like are you sure this is easy I'm like yeah it's pretty That's easy, pretty but awesome. you guys did great. And so just like giving back like that, which is awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Now, I also noticed that in your social media, you kind of pushing buttons. You're a little bit yeah, of a button pusher. Yes and no. It's more of I but give it's feedback. Playful. 
I push. Yeah, back. it's playful. Like, how many miles can you get on your gasoline vehicle? Like, so I needed that. I I, I needed that actual like topic, like in the online community. Yeah, because it's like uh, I remember having my Forerunner. It was lifted, bigger tires, um, and supercharged. Yeah. I was drinking, I was watching, I love the sound of the Magnuson supercharger. So I get on it and I watch my gas gauge do like this. So yeah, I was, I was losing a lot mm-hmm. of gas. And so when people kind of give you grief about my range and I'm all like, dude, I know most trucks out there are really horrible and they maybe have. Yeah. 20, my Nissan, I, I've got a rooftop tent. I've got mm-hmm. a quick pitch uh, wedge style rooftop tent. That's the only thing sticking up. And I get up here because I'm not having to run the air conditioner up in Alaska. Mm-hmm. I get 14 miles per gallon. But Oof. at home, when I was running the air conditioner in Oklahoma, I was getting 11. Yeah. You know, and that's not Oof. that's not a big lift. That's like 31, 32-ish inch tires. Yeah. Like, it's nothing crazy. So, mm-hmm. but I think most people are worried about, okay, now I understand a tank of gas and a charge of uh, an EV probably going to be about the same in the overland world at least um i think the fear is really just that there's nothing to charge it when we get to certain places and yeah correct i know that infrastructure is growing and i know they have some like yellowstone and you know they've got a few places where they've got it but they're so few and far between that it's just not it's not there do you ever see like those charging stations at some of these like $10 a gallon gas stations out in the middle of nowhere. Like, I just don't, I don't know that I see that happening. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think it will happen. I think it's going to take either Tesla Rivian or whoever to do it, or even private entity people. Like, you know how you could buy a gas station now, right? Yeah. I feel like if they can come up with a program to where we can actually buy the land, get the power ran to it, and actually set this up because right now most of these chargers are free because they're trying to get everybody to adopt, yeah, you know, try and charging, make it, available. you know, electrify America. We joke because it's always broken here in Tacoma, like in Tacoma, Washington, someone's keep stealing the uh, cord. They're like, just leave it charged. So whenever they try to cut it, it just takes them out. Like just do that. Yeah. Be, it's just, it's, it, it happens. But, um, I will say this wholeheartedly. I don't <laughs> recommend going full EV to anyone right now. Mm. I I use it for what I use it for. I use it for my business. I use it for taking care of my grandma. I use it for daily driving. I go on adventures. I like you don't build a full on overland rig to daily drive for your business. You know, that would be a little bit not too smart, especially with gas prices the way they are. But it fits my lifestyle. I think like with any vehicle that you pick for overlanding, off-roading, anything, adventuring, car camping, whatever you want to call this, what we do, as long as it fits your needs, that's the perfect vehicle Mm -hmm. for you. And for right now, the Rivian works very well for me. And so I'm just kind of, like you say, I'm pushing buttons. It's more of I'm informing people, but then I push back on those who are ill-informed. Yeah, yeah. Well, so it, you're, that, you're that's my basically like for all the people that are like being the naysayers, you're like, okay, well, then let's have a discussion. Yeah. Let's have a discussion of, well, how far does your vehicle go on a tank of gas? Because mm-hmm. I guarantee that it's probably about the same, if not less than my truck. 
you know, the Eurivian as far as the way it's set up. Because I know there's a lot of guys out there that are getting maybe 240 miles per tank. You know? like, but I have roto packs. <laughs> I'm like, back two there, I have two gallon, two gallon roto pack. <laughs> yeah, it'll give them to down. That's one nice thing about going downhill in my vehicle. I charge up. Like yeah. I get, like I can get a good ten to fifteen miles extra just by going downhill. So going up the hill, I'm eating the battery, but going down the hill, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. that is pretty unique. I had mentioned to someone the other day about, you know, I'm sure that there's technology that they're working on where the the wheels spinning can help charge the motors at some point, and then solar. Yeah, they've paint been doing that with the Prius. Talk about the solar paint, but you don't hear about it enough in the argument of sustainability for the electric vehicles. Yeah. I just don't hear I, I enough get, about it. I get a lot of people saying that, Oh, your, your electricity is powered by coal and everything and diesel and all this other stuff. I'm like, all right, maybe the rest of the United States, but Western Washington in Washington, we're all hydroelectric, if not nuclear. I mean, nuclear yeah. for whoever you want to say might be, I think that's Eastern Washington, but Western Washington, we're all hydroelectric. So that's okay. Washington is weird politically, but I kind of like what they're doing for the environment, even though it's making everything more expensive. Yeah. No, you can say what you want. I, I, us as humans are very destructive and we can blame our grandparents, blame our parents or just lack of knowledge of whatever we have. Did I buy this Rivian to be Mr. Eco-Friendly? No, I did it so that I'm not spending $700 a month on gas and also have 830 horsepower. Um, zero to 60 in three seconds. So has it, has, that... it, has it been a huge a huge savings as far as, and I'm not saying, hey, let's convert the how much you're paying for the, the vehicle versus you know a, a, a different vehicle, but... Like just the gas savings, you've really saved a ton of money just in gas. Yeah. I mean, it's all you're not buying gas at all, and the charging stations you said are free. Yeah, it depends. Um, the charging stations outside, like for Electrify America, I have a hundred a thousand kilowatt hours for each Kia EV6 that I bought. So I technically bought cars, and I did lose my ass on those. That's besides the point. Um, but right now it's cheap, and to fill it up, it's it's cheaper than actually doing gas, but if we compare it to my home, I did a little write-up on how much it was to charge at home because I was very okay. interested in that, especially whenever I was um, charging my truck. My electric bill went from 150 to 250 or 100 to 250 so an extra 120 to $150 a month. But that's also while I'm still running my AC, running um, yeah. stuff out in my chicken coop. Uh, I have a very bougie chicken coop. It was supposed to be a greenhouse, but now it's a chicken coop. Or six chickens. So it's not it's not affecting them. it's not affecting your normal day to day things by having this vehicle charged at your house. You're able to no. do all the things that you were able to do I'm, before. I'm saving about five hundred dollars a month, which is almost equal to so my last car payment for the Silverado it was like six hundred or so, right? Yeah. And so now the car payment yeah. for the Rivian is twelve hundred. Insurance is about the same, but the amount that I'm saving from gas. You know, it's it's roughly the same amount of me as having a Silverado. Again, that really doesn't bother me. Like I was saying, vehicles that are for you, you should go for the vehicle that you want because this is also my business vehicle. So a lot yeah. of this expenses is for my, you know, in my business. Yeah. So, yeah. 
for tax purposes. Yeah, and and it doesn't hurt out, hurt the uh, the Overland social media to have a Rivian out doing anything because you're just going to get the crowds and the likes and the people and the the hate and the follow and all of the things in between. The amount of hate that I'm getting, which is actually funny because I'm kind of used to it because doing working with the cross when I was doing cross treks, everybody was like, get away, get out of here. Don't get stuck on the trail. It's a little super. You're going to get all the hate that I was getting with that thing. And now that they're more widely accepted now is the same hate that I'm getting with the Rivian. So I'm used to it. So that's why a lot of people who have Rivians like it, it's so once the Rivian, I, I know the Internet. Once the Rivian is socially acceptable, you're going to step back Some, into something that's not socially yes, acceptable. Yes, something hydroelectric. all over. Yes, it's, that's what's going to happen. Now, it, it, it's the internet. A lot of people are, you know, it's behind the webcam behind or behind the screen. You know, they're going to say whatever they say. Yeah. It's it. I can't appease everybody, and I'm not out there to appease everybody. I'm not out there to say, hey, look at me doing this adventuring. I'm actually out, advent, you know, going to go do things are, right yeah. now. Yeah. I like every weekend or every anytime that I get a chance, which is nice because my business is slowing down right now, which it does in the winter time. So I can actually go out and go do things. But it's just all like I'm going out and doing it. I'm like, I'm sorry that I'm offending you in an electric vehicle that's doing exactly what you're doing in your lifted Toyota. I'm going after the Toyota community just because I know the Toyota community and I love the Toyota community. I don't mess with Jeeps because they pull me out of things. Okay. <laughs> well, and you had you had a Toyota for yeah, I did. So yeah, so gives you kind of some grace. Yeah, I understand. I understand certain communities that are out there, and mm -hmm. I have an understanding. But the fun, the funniest hate that I've gotten recently is because of my photography on Reddit. Like, I feel bad for the admin who's on Reddit in the Overland group. Someone was like, "Is this?" an ad for Rivian. I am so sick. Of, and then everybody just started chiming in. I'm so sick and tired of these ads. I'm so sick and tired of these pushing, you know, pushing this here and there. And I'm like, Rivian paying for these pictures yeah. to be on here. Like, yeah. I was like, no, go look before at my other vehicles. It's the same exact style and everything. And then yeah. it, like the admin had to, then I was poking fun. I was like, sorry, I promise you, this is not a, a, and then dot, dot, dot. And so then I got a warning from the um, admin. They're like, listen, I know you're just poking fun at the situation. Poking the bear, but yeah. But people here are a little sensitive sometimes. Um, let's let's not do that again. I'm like, okay, cool. So I just post I just post what I post. Like, I went out for yeah. the eclipse. I went camping out and did some things. And, and you know, if you're going to hate on me for the vehicle that I cho choose, everybody's going to hate on everybody's vehicle. Jeep's going to hate on Toyota. Toyota's going to hate on Jeep's. Subaru is going to be over there hating on Mazdas because the Mazdas are now faster than them and they have that CX-50 now. Um, it, it's just going to happen. Like Tesla trucks and Rivians, it's, it's just going to be there. And it's just yeah. part of the car community. I think it's a big brotherly love. And what it is is now all the gas and diesel vehicles are now against electric vehicles, which is hilarious. Yeah. Well, it used to be diesel gas was against each other. They hated yeah. each other. You know, diesels are now coming in flexing. They're like, yeah. look at what I could do with 700 miles. Or one guy was like, I have 1,200 miles of range, but I also put in 100 gallons of diesel into my truck. I'm like, okay. Yeah. And you can't breathe whenever you're loading the fuel into the vehicle because it smells oh. so bad. Dude, Although I, I kind of like it. I kind of like the smell of the diesel. I used to 
inhale like jet fumes all the time filling up the Humvees. Like JP8 straight into the Humvees. I'm like, ah, oh, this is fine. Wow. I'll just put that on my VA, um, my VA disability list. No. Yeah. Never. Yeah. They're like, totally. that's not service totally. connected. I'm like, all right. Wow. That's awesome. Whatever you say. Well, hey man, we have we're hitting that hour, so we're gonna oh, kind of calm it down. But tell everybody out there where on social media we can find your amazing photographs of your Rivian. And so for photographs and everything, and you can Find me in the Facebook groups um, like Overland USA. Um, Rigs and Adventures, I think, is another one. It's, uh, it says beginner. I, I don't know the exact name. That's another group. And as for Instagram, it's of Dom's Mind, O-F-D-O-M-S-M-I-N-D, like of my mind. I'm changing that. I think I'm just going to brand my name. Like that's the hardest yeah. part is like branding um for my youtube it's dominic wilkerson and so i've been getting actually a weird a lot of traction on youtube lately and which is awesome but yeah if you guys have any questions just find me i'm an open book if you have any questions about anything well right on well man thanks for coming on i appreciate giving some knowledge on rivian and as rivian comes out with new stuff then let's just connect and uh, get out here so we can share it with everybody out there. And uh, to see and then, what more until you move there. on to the next platform. I, now, remember, I'm not trying to convince you to get a Rivian. No, but I'm you're just showing you're you what a Rivian what can do. Can do. Yeah. 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 That's it. Make your own opinion. Yeah, that's it. It has a soul. It feels like a trap. It feels it like It does a feel trap. like a trap. I get it. Change sucks. I get it. <laughs> Change really sucks. But so does yeah. getting old. Like this. Wait, this wasn't here a couple years ago. Oh, this gray. Yeah. Since COVID, just boom, wait. it's there. Just wait. It's oh no, look, it's going backwards. I get it. It's, it's happening. <laughs> the Tacoma Dome's gonna be topless soon. Well, you have been awesome. Thank you again so much I for being it. on the show. Everybody out there, thanks for watching, for listening, depending on how you're actually looking at this podcast, whether you're looking at it through YouTube or you're listening to it on Spotify and some of the other things out there. So I appreciate it. And whatever you do, make sure that you go all over. Thanks, guys.